You are listening to Heal Yeah with Colleen Ziegler, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes and podcasts exploring wholeness living, trance channeling, energy work, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heal Yeah podcast. I am your host, Colleen Ziegler, and today in the studio, I have Mindy Run Hay. Hey, Mindy. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you so much. I really am. You are someone I've wanted to have on the podcast for a while now, but you were on the road, and that's what we were going to talk about today. And uh, now that you're back in Atlanta and you're here in the studio with me, I feel so privileged to sit here and to hear your story and for you to share about yourself. So let's talk a little bit about you, and then we'll kind of delve into what you've been doing for the past year, which is a very interesting experience that you've had. And so, yeah. So tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about Mindy. So uh, my background, basically, (laughs) I uh, started my adult life. I joined the military at 17. Um, I did a couple of years of active duty time, and then I was in the reserves after that until 2014. During active duty, I did get certified and became a personal trainer. I built my personal training business. Um, and then I was about to do a career shift, if you will. Um, I, I was in school studying to become a sign language interpreter. Mm. And that was actually the second go. Uh, I started that back in 2009, uh, just before I had my son. And we took a five-year break after moving to Atlanta. Um, it was an amazing experience. I was sitting down at dinner with my husband And he looked at me and he said, okay, are you going back to school or am I? Mm -hmm. And I said to him, uh, you know, if God gives me a sign right now, I'll go ahead and go back to school. But otherwise, I'm happy. I'm training my clients. I'm homeschooling the kids. And I I feel really good. And um, a deaf woman walked into the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that was my sign. It was clear. Um, I chatted with her. She invited me to an event. And um, I found out that the only school in the area was just two miles from our house. Oh my gosh. And so it was just very clear that that's yeah, exactly that's where I needed to sign. be. That's a clear sign. Absolutely. <laughs> Think about how many times people go, okay, just need a sign, just a <laughs> sign. And like nothing shows up. And that's like, whoa, universe, here you are. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, in my face. Yes. In your face. So so you did that. Well. You went back to school. I was in school for three and a half of the four years. Okay. And uh, then I, my husband's job situation basically gave us a warning, like in 30 days, it's time to, he has to be gone for a year. Um, that's news. Yeah. That's big news. And yeah. it was really difficult to And you have hear. two small children at the time. Yes. Um, at the time they were five and seven when we got that news. Um, now they're six and eight. Um, but yeah, so my husband is the kind of guy that will always, always hold me accountable with everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, an example of that is when we were friends, he asked me if I wanted to go skydiving and I had never anticipated marriage. And I said, the day I jump out of a plane will be the day I get married. Well, we went skydiving on our wedding day. Uh, so that is accountability right there. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so with that fast forward 13 years, um, or I guess it was like 12 at that time, he, he was like, well, you've always wanted to travel with the kids. Like, let's get an RV and you can just do it. And I was thinking, well, I didn't think I would actually have to do this, you know, but. Because, right, we talk about all these things we want to do. And, you know, sometimes we we create them and make them happen. Yes. But I'm sure you were just thinking in the back of your head, I want to get an RV and travel with the kids. Not that it would ever <laughs> fully manifest into a 
almost a full year of, of doing that. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about. Right. And it, today. Yes. And, and so, yeah, we set out and I was thinking silver lining, let's do this. Let's make it work. And that's exactly what we did. So your husband is going off for a year for his job. Mm-hmm. You're getting an RV and you're going to get in it and you're <laughs> going to travel the United States by yourself yes. with two small children, yes. you know, and, and right. I mean, is that right to say that they're pretty small? Right. Oh yeah, twenty seven foot. Yeah, oh, I thought, not- you're t- <laughs> I thought you're talking about the RV. That's no. tiny too. But my children. So the RV is tiny as well as as the kids are, and you know it's not like you're getting on the road with a seventeen and eighteen year old who's going to help you with a lot of things. You're going to exactly. be doing this journey, and having to really parent at the mm. same at the same time, and yeah. you know adding into the mix. You mentioned that you homeschool, mm-hmm. so you're homeschooling, you're single parenting. Mm. And you're living in an RV traveling the United States. That's correct. So it all sounds really cool. Like it, it does to me and, and to some of our listeners, it, it might seem like, oh, God, that sounds, I would never do that. <laughs> or if you're someone like me who has always wanted to do something like that because I love to travel and I love new experiences, it sounds awesome. But, you know, talking to you a little bit. <laughs> It's this magical experience, but it's really freaking hard. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Like really hard too. Yes. I would I would compare it to basic training for the army, actually, because Really? It, it was That's an interesting comparison. It well, yes. Um, it changed my whole perspective on life. Mm. And uh, I grew emotionally, physically, spiritually. <laughs> sure. Know, it's like it. did you see that it was like an accelerated growth period? Yes, absolutely. Like we can all kind of sit and I think I had mentioned this before the podcast are, we can all kind of sit in our mediocrity and our contentment. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of growth happening through sure. that, you know, where we have these experiences, these life experiences that really kind of catapult us into the next, into the next level for lack of better words. Absolutely. Right? And I'll say that transcends to my children as well, because, um, an example, my daughter is a little bit introverted and she likes to really you know, play by herself and do her own thing. But she also loves her brother. Mm-hmm. He will make new best friends in five minutes at any playground. Mm-hmm. And she had made it clear that she was wanting to go back to Atlanta. She missed her friends. Mm-hmm. We had a great homeschooling network here. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty furious that her brother could just go out and talk to anyone and have a new best friend. And then um, we had to sit down and I just explained to her, you know, if you want to make new friends, you have to be uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now I can say that she does it. She does the work to make those connections that before she was just mad at her brother for making new friends. Now she will slowly take the initiative. Yes. And oh. it's interesting. It's That's really interesting. awesome. Where do you feel like if you wouldn't have had this experience that maybe she might still not be doing that? Oh, she might just be sitting with the same friends and not... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can relate a little bit to that. I moved around a lot growing up, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you can relate to this being military too, is like you're constantly being exposed to new people. And I'm somewhat extroverted, but I like my alone time too. I mean, I think I test as an extrovert, whatever that means. <laughs> but it it does force you to get out of your comfort zone Absolutely. at a very young age. And those that's like lifelong stuff for her, you right. know, that, that she learned on the road with mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, but 
but the memories and the life experiences that they're going to have by doing that with you. And then also I can't help but think like watching their mom be a badass. Like honestly, watching their mom be a, a badass on the road, doing all this stuff. I mean- that's like what an amazing role model you are. Thank you. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean that, you know, that's it's so important for kids to see their parents in that way. And I'm just highlighting mothers because of our history of, <laughs> you know, that mothers might not always get the spotlight as the strong one. Right. And I will say my mom did. Yeah. She, not by choice, she was a single parent and uh, thank you for bringing that up yep. because I realized that this year has given me that opportunity. I've never seen it as an opportunity, if I'm honest with you. I've been struggling with that because that's sure. not something I've ever wanted for my children is to have like be a single parent. Mm-hmm. But um, to let them see that mommy can, you know, and some of the things we've had, uh, I'll say helpers, I'm air yeah, quoting, yeah. Um, <laughs> is that, you know, men will come and approach my camper and think that they need to help me. Um, I have had to grow in my assertive voice and say, no, thank you very sternly because I did have the one man. I was in Galveston Island, beautiful place. And all I wanted to do is hook up the camper so we could go jump in the pool. And this man absolutely insisted he was going to quote, help me. And unquote, he did not help. Uh, He broke uh, the elbow piece to my sewage line. And so then I had to go spend $50 to get it. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's (laughs) not. I'm laughing at the ridiculousness of it. You know, it's, I've been I have not done any serious RVing, but I've done quite a bit of camping. Um, And especially when you're in a situation of being at a campground or an RV park or whatever, you're, you're pretty aware of what's going on around you, even if you're not right in someone's business. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's standing out that that woman doesn't have a man with her (laughs) and she's got two small kids and she's driving this big RV. (laughs) I have got to go help her. And I had to explain, Uninvited. <laughs> I did not want, and I, I tried to explain to him that the threading was broken on the actual piece itself. And I had already attempted what he was thinking he needed mm-hmm. to do, um, but he insisted and he did break it. So, um, yeah. And that's not the only time. Several times elderly women will send their husband to come and check on me. And that's created a little bit of awkwardness. Sure, sure. Too. Well, they're, they're meaning well, but you know, random strangers <laughs> Checking on you was not great. It's not cool. No, like I don't know you just because you know yeah. you're a man. <laughs> I was gonna say just because you have something I don't like. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't need your help. Right. So, and but that's been a growing experience, and uh, just I've learned how to navigate it. And I I couldn't even necessarily explain it, but I do know that those things don't happen anymore. And I think it's because of how I've asserted myself around the situation. Good for you. So you're learning some communication skills in the, in the process. Yes. And I think uh, nonverbal is great. You just turn your back to them yeah. and they usually walk yeah. away. <laughs> I call it the art of non-engagement. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to engage you. And if you engage me, I'm not going to engage you further. So right. you're probably eventually going to, <laughs> yeah. going to go, or I hope. I'm sure that... I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but you went to 43 different states. Yes. In yes. almost under, just under a year. Is that is that right? So we're in June now and in, you left- In August. Last, last August. Yes. Okay. And gosh, it's, so it's not quite a year, but at the mm. same time, when you look at it and you're on the road nonstop mm. for that period of time, 
you had to experience so much, probably not even as much as you were thinking at the time until you reflect back on it. So I know you have stories. I know you have some stories that you shared with me that are, they're good ones. And I know that you had mentioned that you had went through hurricanes, Uh, floods, wildfires. Yes. I mean, this is not some kind (laughs) of, you know, luxurious... I'm going to hit the road. It's going to be so, you know, but this is like, we're going to, we're going to go through some stuff and I can't help but think about the parallels of the wildfires and the Mm. hurricanes to emotions. Like I can't help but think like these are just physical things that you're going through, but then the emotions that you're going through too must be so intense. So intense. Absolutely. Oh boy. So in the army, um, we do what's called the AAR after action review. And I hadn't done this for this trip, but now I'm thinking I should. Yeah. Um, so the things that were amazing was I was able to meet new uh, deaf friends as far Northeast as Vermont and as far Southwest as um, San Diego. And and are these by chance meetings or are these planned meetings? Um, some of them were by chance. Okay, I have okay. an amazing story about San Diego. Or I'm sorry, uh, was it? It was near Fremont. <laughs> We've been to a lot of places. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. Um, th- so some of them I planned uh, around going to deaf churches to visit um, deaf events if I could find them. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a deaf craft day in Tucson, and that was amazing for the kids. They had a blast. Um, but so along the way, if I would, I would try to navigate so where I could mm-hmm. make new deaf friends. Um, like I had mentioned before, I was in school to become an interpreter and I was furious that I had to stop when I only had two semesters left. Sure. Um, it's a lot of work that you put it into it. It was a lot yeah. of work, but then I realized everything does happen for a reason. Like it all follows through. I don't love that phrase, but, um, it does all like one thing will lead to the next. And sure. I had this like foundation and it's not about the destination of the graduation, mm-hmm. um, but it was about, okay, so I understand deaf culture to the best degree a hearing person probably can mm-hmm. um, at that point. My husband's uncle is deaf. And so um, I love to be able to communicate with him more clearly at holidays. Um, but then now I'm able to travel the country and meet people from all different areas and learn about regional dialect within um, sign language. And I love it's that. Amazing. I, I do. Cause I did not know that. I mean, I don't know a lot about sign language, but I didn't realize that the regional dialect went back to sign language. Like that there's like, like, I'm sure there's a sign for y'all. And (laughs) right. Like, or what do you mean by that? Um, So the first example I I can think of is just like, um, in, I know you can't see, like we're not being recorded visually, but um, like the sign for who is like, this if it's like mm-hmm. northeast and then here in Georgia it's signed like this. It's the same word and okay. most everybody knows both of those signs, but you can kind of see where someone's from based on how they would sign that particular word. Oh got it. Got it. So, so it's like that's so cool. I mean that's yeah. like a, a connection thing. Like, oh you must be from Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um and so the same the- way that we would do with accents. Exactly. Like, yeah. It is that's the this is the sign for accent in um Sign language for mm-hmm. voiced a hearing person. This is the sign for accent. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Language. yeah. Um, so back to the accidental meetings. Um, so my children now will recognize if someone's signing and say, Hey, mom, yeah. I see, you know, and so like <laughs> they notice, and that's really neat. I definitely want to have you back on again 
so we can further talk about your experience, you know, with the deaf world and, you know, how that came to be in your life. Cause I think it's, you've had some really beautiful experiences and you have some really beautiful perspectives to share around that. And, you know, I, it's education. It's education for those of us who don't know a lot about that community and so important. So important. So I want to have you back on. Okay. So I'll, bring it, I'll bring a deaf friend with me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, maybe we could film it. Okay. And then have the podcast be a video as well. I would That'd love that. Yeah. That would be fun. So back to the RV story. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so you're back on the road and we had talked about like all of the emotions and the weather related things and the mansplaining going on oh, in yes, your life. Yes. yes. Um, I know you've got to have some stories that stick out, you know, I'm sure there's like a lot of them, but yeah. share some good ones with oh, us. Wait. <laughs> this is one I didn't share with you already. Okay. Um, we accidentally did a fire drill um, because, you know, cleaning with bleach is fine in toilets at a normal home mm -hmm. that has a flushing toilet because it has water in it. I had left bleach in the toilet and my son went in and urinated and um you know ammonia and bleach are not a good mix and there is ammonia in human urine so all of a sudden we're coughing and like what is happening and oh we all gosh. had to run out of the rv and i realized oh the chemical con we mm. can't okay i can't leave bleach in the toilet yeah. so i learned that the hard way that's one of the hilarious things that happened um there's just so many oh my i could i really do plan to write a book because i want to empower uh any solo parent out there that wants to do something like mm -hmm. this, but also maybe kind of a how-to. Um, I'll say the first time I hooked up the RV by myself, I did get sewage all over the place <laughs> and it was awful. Um, like that, that's just part of it. I mean, it. I can't help but think that an experience like this, there's going to be a lot of mistakes. Oh, absolutely. You know, for lack of better words, there's going to be a lot of trial and error. Absolutely. I mean, you don't know how to travel in, in an RV until you do it. I mean, right. you could probably have you research it all you want, but mm -hmm. until you're hands-on with your particular vehicle right, and living in it and right. seeing all the little, you know, intricacies of, of what's going on, how would you know until you spill that sewage everywhere? Right. Right. And I mean, YouTube <laughs> videos are great, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I was learning. And there's just certain little details, like you said, the intricate details. Um, and another thing, uh, I remember dropping off, like just driving through the Goodwill drop off in the RV. Yeah. And this man is just like laughing hysterically because the kids are like shuttling stuff up to me and yeah. I'm just handing it out the window. Like we and need to unload. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, I've never seen this, ma'am. I have never seen this. Like he was laughing so hard. And that was like somewhere in Oregon. I don't yeah. know. Like you just drove your house up here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he said. He's yeah, like, yeah. this is new. Um, so that was a funny detail. I'm trying to, I know that we discussed some I know of them. that there was, there was one you shared with me about breaking and entering. You oh, want to share that one? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. So Washington, we were heading up to, we actually drove basically from Mexico to Canada. So driving from uh, New Mexico mm -hmm. all the way over to San Diego and then all the way up. And when we were in Oregon, my hot water heater stopped working and it started to get colder. It was around November. Mm -hmm. So it was like pretty cold. And, um, it's been a couple of days with no hot water and we make it up to Oregon. And then, um, I decide to go ahead and book a place in Washington. And, um, 
we were driving up there and I was like, let's just go one more day without a shower. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not the best choice, but um, we just kept driving. As we stopped, I got out to go check into the hotel. We were going to take showers at a hotel Mm -hmm. before I got the hot water heater fixed. And a man yells from behind and I was like, what? And I was fixing the window because Mm -hmm. it was left open and I was on the outside and it looked, he thought I was breaking in to my own camper. And at first I was offended. And then I looked at myself a little and I thought, oh yeah, I would probably call the police on me too. <laughs> because I looked, I looked like you I had was, like an awakening of yes. like, whoa. I mean, yes. I think we've all had those days where I call it days where I'm not looking in the mirror, but we are, but it's not, we're not spending a lot of time. Uh, I maybe don't look in the mirror as much as I used to because I'm just like, don't want to see that. Let's go play kids. So I'm picturing you with like, maybe this is wrong, but like, you know, dirty clothes. Oh yeah. Mindy's got some hair, y'all. She's got some hair. (laughs) And so your hair like all, you know. Oh, I was so dishuffled, (laughs) so dishuffled. And I'm probably, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty terrible. Like I might've had dreadlocks. I don't know. It's possible. So not only did he accuse you of possibly breaking into your own RV, but he called the police, right? Oh, he was like saying he was going to. Oh, That's what it. I was hearing in the background. I was got looking it. at him like, what is wrong with you? But and you then finally thought, convinced him that you're not well, breaking I in. had the key to my RV. Oh, got that it. was okay. the clear <laughs> indicator that it belonged to me. Um, but just before that, I think I mentioned to, the, to you briefly, I was in Oregon and that's when I was like kind of trying to figure out, are we going to get get it fixed here? We had a celebration of life in Washington we needed mm-hmm. to get to. So I had to work around those that schedule. Um and I was trying to figure out where to get the hot water heater fixed because, you know, they're not RV places sure, everywhere. So sure. I was trying to plan it all. And I had a little bit of a breakdown <laughs> and I was on the phone with my husband. And of course, it was his fault. It wasn't obviously his fault, but yeah. I felt it had to be someone's You need fault. to blame it on someone. And so I'm in this random parking lot in Oregon yelling like a, a crazy person. And um, he was trying to ask me, like, are you in a safe area? Like, he's Mm -hmm. trying to be sane. And I was just like, I am the one people should be scared of. (laughs) So I don't see – there's no place on this planet right now that – I need to worry about being safe because sure. I am the, uns- you know, like I realized like I was having a little bit of a breaking moment and and then it was like the next day that that man saw me. So I'm sure it was pretty bad. <laughs> Got it. So you're also wearing that in your essence. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that kind of experience is what helped me to change my um, nonverbal communication mm. when it came to men approaching and trying to help me. If I looked a little bit more just shuffled and like, I got this, you know, yeah. aura, they really, uh, they backed off. So it, it kind of worked out. I mean, it was a growth, a, some kind of experience, a growing experience, but also kind of, it changed my perspective yeah. a lot. I mean, you know, that's life. We have mental breakdowns, you know, it's just, <laughs> you're in an RV having mm. a mental breakdown <laughs> in a different state, but, right. but right. I mean, it's just life. We have these breakdowns and these awakenings and, you know, onto the, onto the next thing. So, you know, what we were talking about is when things are happening in a course where all of a sudden you're learning Mm -hmm. from what just happened and it helps you in the future. And so you, you knew how to repel from the (laughs) prayer and meditation, deep breathing exercises there. Yes. You have to find a way to take care of yourself so that you can be there for other people. And if you're not taking care of yourself, it will show up. Sure, sure. <laughs> really big. So you have one more story since we're on the story run. Okay. And um, it 
is about Devil's Tower oh, in, yeah. in Wyoming. So share share what happened at Devil's Tower. <laughs> so we didn't even know about the Devil's Tower. We were in Utah at a hot spring, and this couple, they've been doing something kind of similar. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have to go. It's amazing. And so we went. And um, the drive time, I added it to my trip, so I had to just kind of go straight there. And the park was open. So I just mm-hmm. went all the way up to the top and fell asleep. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Maybe <laughs> cut that part out. I don't know. Um, but so we just went straight up there and the kids were already asleep. So I just laid down. So and you're then, all by yourselves. Well, the three of us. Yeah. yeah and yeah. we have a dog. She's awesome. Yeah. We have a boxer, Brendel. And okay. She's great. Anyway, so we were all laying down and then I found myself just standing in front of the, the blinds and like the couch right right above the couch Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it a dining room but you can if you want um and I'm just standing there and it's like three o'clock in the morning I'm exhausted and I'm thinking why am I standing here so it was a a sleepwalking I I felt like it but that's not my path I've never Mm -hmm. sleptwalked as far as I know um and so I just like kind of shook it off and went back to bed I thought like as I was laying back down I thought is there like a gas leak why is my brain misfiring why was I standing up I don't understand but I just it was like a red glow out the blind and I was not going to open it. I wasn't scared, but I didn't want to open the blind and then become scared. So I just left the blind and I went back to sleep. And then I felt rejuvenated in the morning. I slept really yeah. well, like the best that I'd slept in a while. And um, it was bizarre. I don't know. I still don't understand it. I have no idea what <laughs> what happened there, but I couldn't speak about it because I didn't want to scare my kids. Sure. But then the next night or two... After that, did you sleep in the same location the next no, couple no. of nights? You moved. I left. Yeah. I did. I did leave there. Um, we went to see one a friend thing in that Utah. we were talking about before the podcast, and I don't think we just mentioned that is like not only are you up near Duffel Tower all by yourself with your kids and your dog, oh, but yeah. you know, when I say by yourself, I mean you're collective in your oh, RV, yes. no one else around. You're not at a campground. Um, <laughs> there's no reception up there, right? Right. My like, phone did not work. There. Yeah. There's no reception. And you're sitting there and there's a red glow. (laughs) Believe what you want, listeners. You can put any kind of whatever. Mindy and I have talked about it. Um, And you're not really scared of it, but you're scared enough that you're not going to open your window. I think that I just would have opened the window, even if it was terrifying, just to see what was going on out there. But when you talk about this red glow, like it wasn't like someone's car lights red glow. It may have been. Okay. It, it, that's possible. But the way I was parked, yeah, um, there was no other park. Like they were, there really couldn't have been anyone on that side sure, because it sure. was like my RV was like parallel to the tower. Oh, so there was no it. other parking spaces on the other side of me. Okay. So the so. red glow was coming from the tower. Possibly. I mean, <laughs> there could have been a park ranger shining his light in my window. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't want to find out because I was tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have been a light. <laughs> anyway. <Right. laughs> so that's a story. Right. And then you actually found out about the movie about the Devil's Tower. Right. Later. That was very odd. That was later. That, that was you the didn't next know about day. closing the next day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched it with the kids the next day, but I still couldn't tell them because <laughs> I didn't want to scare them. So I was just like, that's too weird. But the movie didn't scare them. The the movie was a little much for them. Yeah. They're only six. And, and we're eight. talking about close encounters. Right. Yeah. Just to put the movie. Yeah. The movie Close Encounters, something. Of the third kind. Yeah, that, yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't I remember that movie and I remember when it came out. I don't think I knew the Devil's Tower connection with it. But it's okay. pretty interesting how you were there. And then, and then watch then watch the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. So now that you're back, mm-hmm. you're you're back for now. Right. And you're, you're 
like, what's next for you? Like, what's next in your life after you do the RV thing, 43 states, traveling? Are you tired? Are you rejuvenated? How are you feeling? So much. Um, I do want to write a book and or uh, work with a director and do some kind of screen, like a film. Yeah. And Um, you want this podcast title to be your book title as well, uh, right? Yes. Um, (laughs) So we will look for disorderly conduct. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I have the photo and everything. I love it. That's kind of like my life. It describes, I I go out to do something, a simple task and crazy little things follow. Mm -hmm. Um, The soap dispenser is an example. I was trying to clean it. It just kept pumping out more soap. Um, And that's just every, I feel like that happened on a lot of the trip, but I, I've learned so much patience from it. Mm. Um, so really, my takeaway from the whole trip is the silver lining, like always go for the silver lining. We started this trip talking about silver lining. I told my husband, we'll just make it a great year. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. The situation, we didn't plan. It just kind of happened. Um, but we'll make it great and yeah. like it'll be fine. And um, it, I've learned a lot of patience, a lot of communication skills, things <laughs> that I didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, next I'll say I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Talk about the book, uh, put a book together, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I would love to do a film because it's hilarious. Like the stuff that we've encountered, if I could get that on screen, I think you would just be laughing. The I whole time. love that idea. And I love, again, I'm just going to bring back the mom and the two kids on the road together. Cause we've, right. You know, we've all seen vacation with Chevy Chase, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like, or the family in the right. RV, but to, to get like the mom and two kids mm-hmm. movie, you know, have it be funny, have it be sad, have it be all those emotions. I think Absolutely. it'd be a really powerful movie I for sure. So I look it. forward to the movie and the book Yay. and saying, I know her. Um, <laughs> she was on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing is, um... I am going to finish my schooling. I start back in August. So I'm very excited about that. Awesome. It highlights how we don't have to do things in perfect order. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Like we can start school and take a year off <laughs> and go travel in RV and then come back and, and finish it up. I think so much, so much we tie into we have to do things a certain way. Right. And we become so regimented, whether it be with kids or marriage or houses or partners or jobs, careers, travel, Uh all of it, we become so tied to it has to go a certain way and we have to do it in this amount of time when the truth is there's this road and there's all these, you know, veer offs and Uh stops and, you know, all of that. So I know you reached out to me about being on the podcast and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did because I was following you on social media. I do follow you on social media and we knew each other a little bit Mm -hmm. before. And I think I had moved to our current neighborhood right as you were leaving or or a couple months beforehand. So it was fun kind of getting to know you through Mm -hmm. your travels, but also, you know, getting, you know, when you reached out, you said, this has been the most I think if I can quote you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the most healing experience of my Absolutely. of my whole life. Absolutely. So looking back on your life and and on the back on the past year, mm-hmm. that's that's a powerful thing to say. This has been the most healing experience of my whole life. It so has. share a little bit 
how it's been healing. Okay. I see you tearing up. <gasps> but just how has this been a healing experience? Because, you know, we talked about opinions of others about, about doing this. We talked about, you know, what you took away from it. Mm-hmm. But how did it change you? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I could, I am like trying not to cry. Um, but I will say, uh, so Taos, New Mexico, I met a native man there and I was crying just at the experience of communicating with him. And he looked at me and he said, tears are healing. Don't, don't, don't try not to, you know, like he just encouraged me to cry it out. So I'll try. Um, but I will say the opening of hearts, the opening of doors, people prepared meals for us. Mm. Like I really could not like explain to you how much it meant to me. I had an uncle in Texas lifting my daughter up. I have a picture of him like letting her feed his farm animals. Mm. And then I have a picture of my husband's uncle lifting my daughter up (laughs) to um, dust off some things at a paleontologist office. Like in like my aunt and uncle, his wife works in the the lab. So she gets to work on the dinosaur bones and he was lifting her up to do this. Amazing. I mean, and just the, the idea that I have family members literally physically picking my children up, Mm -hmm. they're lifting them up. Um, it just, it's so powerful. And then the friends along the way, who's opened their doors, park in my driveway, do whatever you need to do. I mean, I didn't ask for that. I didn't plan for it. I didn't, I'm thankful. I am like beyond, like I have so much gratitude um, people really are built for connection and mm-hmm. every single person, whether we have similar beliefs or very different beliefs, they've opened their door and like welcomed us in and treated us so great. And I just, I am blown away by it, but I also have set, um, some boundaries. Like I realize sometimes it, it makes sense, uh, to just know, like for my family's sake, we're always going to sleep in the camper. That's an mm-hmm. example of one. So like if we're at someone's house, we still always stay in the camper. So we sure. have our space. That's but our home. Yeah. And, and people are so like not worried about it. Sometimes yeah. I felt like there was a little bit of no sleep inside because like they have their own ideas. But um, really just the growth of connecting with people that are friends and family, but I haven't seen for a decade. Yeah. You know, and then we just like connect. And that you wouldn't have had that experience otherwise. Because, Absolutely. you know, a lot of times in our daily life. And I'm just going by, I hate to use the word normal, but like in your normal (laughs) daily life, when you're living in your house, not an RV, and you're working every day and you're Mm -hmm. taking your two weeks to four weeks vacation a Mm -hmm. year and that kind of thing, you're not necessarily going to see your great uncle, no, you know, or taking the time to connect with family members that you haven't seen in 10 years, unless it's a very set thing, like a family reunion or a wedding. But those connections are really powerful. Absolutely. And I think oftentimes they can be as strong as the connections that we make with strangers as well. 100%. You know, when you realize in a world where we are inundated with this negative news mm. and people are bad and people are going to take your kids and like, I'm not oh, going to go down right. that, that road. Or, you know, if you go in your RV for a year, you're going to get <laughs> some bad's going to oh, happen. People always, always project that onto me. And yes. I will say it took me the first six months to get that out. Like, that that breakdown that I had in Oregon yeah. was 100% because of the media and my mom repeating what the media had told her. And so I felt like I had to be on guard and I was so cautious, like sure. to the point of destruction. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like it really like inwardly did but not when work. When it comes down to it, like people are 
people are not that way, (laughs) you know, and we can comfortably sit next to strangers at the RV park and make good friends with them. Right, And And we have, and their kids can do that with their kids. I mean, there might be that guy that wants to fix our cap. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And we say no and move on and it's okay. But the same thing happens in your neighborhood. Like if you're in a house, it it all just comes down to basic boundaries, you know, and awareness of self. Well, and I do feel like I've, I've learned that I, I'm going to break that chain, so to speak, um, because my mom was very protective mm-hmm. and for good reason. She had a lot of reasons to be so protective. Um, and so I was holding on to that, uh, really holding on to that. And then this trip is what kind of opened my mind to, yes, we will always still be cautious. I've taught women self-defense and yeah, our, yeah. our kids have a strategic way of getting <laughs> out of the vehicle. That will always happen. Um, but I don't have to be paranoid. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be scared of people in yeah. Reality, people genuinely do care. Yeah. And it's amazing to have that experience and my kids to have that experience. I love that. I really do. I, I love how you chose an experience and you you chose it. You know, your husband might have Nudged. given you the extra <laughs> nudge of holding you accountable for something you said, but right. you chose an experience to have in your life that ultimately was healing, ultimately catapulted you into new connections and new community, right? Absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. And and then also, you know, developing your communication skills like oh, 100%. without having to go to I'm just I'm just trying calling it like road therapy or road so, therapy. So, I like so. it. <laughs> because I mean, one of the one of the main things about this podcast that I really wanted to get out there is mm-hmm. healing by by hearing other people's stories. Right. One. And also taking that definition of healing and making it a little bit bigger of how it's possible. So we can have that road therapy, you know, we can have all these different unique experiences that, that help us heal that may not be the traditional ways that Mm -hmm. people feel like, like we heal. Absolutely. So we kind of have to go with our gut and what works for us. So you know that that day that you said, I really want to travel the country with the kids and (laughs) in an RV, you know, if you ever have to go work somewhere else. And that was really like your inner knowing coming coming out and and knowing that that's what is going to happen in your life. And that's really beautiful. I love that you said road therapy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) My husband and I used to call it our marriage counseling when we would drive back to St. Louis to visit family and forth because we would spend so many hours in the vehicle speaking and sure, we up. we don't spend that kind of time with each other on a regular basis. I mean, even even the time you spent with your children. Oh, amazing. I mean, you were all you know up in each other's business every single right. day, all the time. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> like that yeah. takes a new skill level, you know. Yes. And I know that you talked about a lot of your communication with them too, mm-hmm. and and how to communicate that with them on different levels. Absolutely. But I am so grateful for you, Mindy. Like I really, really am so grateful that you reached out. I'm so grateful that you had this experience and that we can all hear about it. And you're such a beautiful human being. You yeah. really are. And you're such like this wonderful mom and advocate and just strong, strong lady. I'm not- <laughs> you're making me cry. No, I'm not. I mean it though. I mean it. And it's like, and you're my neighbor, you know, or you live in my in my neighborhood. <laughs> and I think a lot of times we don't like we don't realize that we're just surrounded by all these really cool people. Right. You know, they don't have to be 
someone famous and they don't have to be doing these like just extravagant things. And what you did was pretty, (laughs) pretty amazing. (laughs) But it's just like, we're all just living and that we have so much to learn from each other. So I appreciate your openness and I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Yep. And thank you so much for listening to the Heal Yet podcast today. If you liked this episode, check out our other episodes. We are on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn. And really, if you just Google the Heal Yet podcast, I think you can find it on, on other outlets. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're the Heal Yeah podcast. And follow Mindy on Instagram because she's really cool and she posts a lot of really cool things. Um, and you can kind of go back and see a little bit right with your travels i know you weren't cataloging everyday experiences because of the privacy of of being you know on the road with two kids and i totally get that but she is mindy take shape on instagram and she has some some wonderful things to say i like your outlook on life and i i I would like to see how it continues to evolve (laughs) as time goes on and as your book comes into play and the movie and I mean I see that all happening for you so I am super excited about it and thank you so so much for joining me today thank you so much thank you have a great day the ideas expressed by guests are not necessarily Colleen's personal beliefs information received from Helia is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice See and hear more from Colleen by subscribing to The Lighter Side Network at www.thelightersidenetwork.com. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Made with love by Jesse in Atlanta.